Oh, what's up, Brewskies? <laughs> what? Oh! <laughs> Let's go ahead and start. Yeah. My name is Marco Dupa. With me, as always, the great and powerful Adam Obesius Rodriguez. What's up, Brewskies? Tonight's brew is from the Schneiderweiss Brewing Company. It is the Adventinus. It's a Weizen Doppelbach. This is one of those historic bad boys that we have yet to do on the show, and we are going to do it. This year, I feel like, like we said before, it's a year for sours. It's a year for weirder stuff. And I think it's a year for doing, you know, shit that we, you know, probably should have done years ago that we haven't done. A pickup year, if you will. I know there's probably people who are like you've never you haven't done a lot of shimmy and you haven't done a lot of like uh uh you know uh, we haven't done a lot of trappist stuff sure. let's just say it, a lot of yeah. trappist stuff a lot of belgian stuff and a lot of sour stuff has kind of been a blind spot for yeah. us so i think that this year as good as year as any we shed it light could be the last year <laughs> could on earth <laughs> could be so we could have said that yeah. for the past couple of years yeah so, <laughs> so uh that's what we're doing tonight Obi will have the cold read for you guys in a minute. But what's on tap we have for you and your listening pleasure. Uh, If you've gone into a Total Wine, if you've uh, gone into a grocery store, if you've gone into, I don't know, where else you get? (laughs) Anywhere you get liquors and food, potentially. You probably have noticed that uh, we're kind of doing this thing over here in America and and a lot of other places where we're like, you know what? We're going to... We're we're not uh we're not carrying Russian products. We're not we're not gonna represent for, for, for Russia mm. at all. We're doing this thing where we've decided that uh the the least that we can do is not carry Russian products. Sure. Russian air quote. Russian Russian products. products. Right. So what does that actually mean? And also what does it mean as far as like you and I, the, the the normal person who just wants to have a vodka because your fucking life is hard. And what does it do? And what does it do? What do it do? Also, AMC has decided that they are going to price certain movies <laughs> by how much they think that you give a fuck about them. Just when you thought you are going back to the movies. They said, uh-uh. no, no, <laughs> no. Uh, and last but not least, we have to talk about Verizon Verizon. <laughs> Do we? Is that our sponsor? <laughs> Tonight's sponsor is Verizon Wireless. Verizon hidden fees. Verizon. Right? <laughs> ah. Horizon Forbidden West. And th- probably the most talked about video game uh, this year so far, in at least the past six or seven months. Yeah, yeah. Elden Ring. We're going to talk about that. And uh, maybe we'll get into more. No way to tell. Well, we will see. So let's find out. But before we do all that, we got to crack open these beers and we, you know, we just have to do the little, you know, do the thing thing. You know what I'm saying? Hold on. Let me get this out. Yeah, that's for oh, you. Oh, thank you. you. That. Thank you so much. I will take this and then we will crack these bad boys open because this is episode 344 of the One Beer In Podcast. Perfect. As all things should be.
bitch. Look at it. Indeed. Clinker up, sir. I am thirsty. All right, kids, this is the One Beer In podcast, the podcast where two brews crack open a brew, and we see where that one brew takes us. As I told you, I am Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. And we are so happy that you guys joined us. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for subscribing. Thank you guys for stumbling upon us and maybe, you know, sticking around for, you know, an hour or so. We appreciate any and all listeners and any and all uh, discourse that this podcast creates between you, your friends, or just us. If you feel like you need to get your opinion across to somebody who will listen. We will listen. We will. We will. All right. Before we can go on any further, we have to do the cold read. So, Obi, please, if you would do us the honor and describe what we are drinking tonight. I'd be happy to. We have the Schneider Weiss Aventinus. 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 Uh, I said Aventinus, mistakenly. (laughs) Aventinus. And its cold read goes as follows. As according to TotalWine.com. Uh, it is from Germany. It's a Weizenbach 8.2% ABV. Inspired by the women's suffrage movement, Bavaria's oldest wheat, Doppelbach, was launched in 1907 by then-owner Mathilde Schneider. The beer sets the benchmark for Doppelbach. Short, clean, simple. That's exactly how I like it. Oh, by the way, uh, it's kind of funny that this this was inspired by the women's suffrage movement yeah right uh i don't have my phone on me um if if i'm not mistaken march is this is is um women's rights month or women's <gasps> look that up for me i don't want to sound like an asshole but i think that march women's women's history, history month. month women's history month look at that and google did a whole confetti, confetti thing <laughs> that's, that's nice yeah. So March is Women's History Month, and we're starting it with a beer inspired by, or as a result of, or in reference to, I don't know. Inspired by seems a little, uh, I can't I, think I, of lo- more, uh, I, can't, I can't think of a better way to say this other than fucked up. <laughs> to say it's inspired, was inspired by. by, yeah. I would like more of an explanation as to how. It yeah. was inspired by, but you know, nonetheless, the shout out is is still cool. Yeah. So we'll yeah. take it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to ladies out there. Shout out to the women. We appreciate you. Here, here. Mm-mm-mm. Especially with so many women, especially locally. Um, in, especially with all the women suffering. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. Sorry. I was going to say that are part of the local craft beer movement. Um, there are so many, actually, come to think of it. Yeah, shout out to uh, Pink Boots Society that helped uh, brew the Roses Kolsch. It's a collaboration at Red Light, Red Light. Heard good things. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. Um, if you like grapes with your... 
<laughs> you said that like people shouldn't like grapes. If you like, <laughs> if you grapes. like grapes, if you like grapes, mm-hmm. no, if you like grapes, muscadine grapes. Ooh, mm-hmm. wow, yeah. <laughs> See, see, you talking all that shit. It's fancy. Exactly. Yeah, I like it. No, it's pretty good. Yeah, pretty, I like it. Picasso, I like it. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, let's get rocking and rolling, baby. We got. Uh, we actually have all the time in the world, but. We don't want to be here all night. We want to take. We want. We don't want to keep you all night. I know you have things to do, places to be, babies to kiss, and bitches to catch. So let's get into it. You can't say that after we big up Women's History Month. Oh man. my God! I'm so Come sorry. On. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm so sorry. What are you doing? You're right. Women to court respectfully. Okay. Thank you. Yes. And consensually. Consensually. Yes. Yeah. Very much so. You ask them how they're feeling. How do you do? Yeah. All right, let's get rocking and rolling. So, obviously, you guys are well aware of what's going on with Russia and Ukraine. You probably don't know the details. Okay, let me let me rephrase that. I don't want to insult your intelligence by <laughs> saying that you don't know the details. Right. I'm just saying that it is a very complicated um, world affair. Yeah, well, I, I mean, I think it's important to underline how confusing all of this is because Russia is known for lying and ma- media manipulation. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it's 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 hard to know exactly what's going on out there. Yeah. But... Here's the thing. We're not going to sit here and discuss foreign affairs. No. Because we're not experts. And also because I don't want to. <laughs> I was going to say, it hasn't stopped us yet mm-hmm. from talking about many a thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but it's, it's, uh, it's more of a we <laughs> we just don't experts, yeah. we don't feel like talking about it. Yeah, because you've probably heard it all day, <clears throat> and this is your little escape. Have a brew. I mean, Relax. I'm sure I'm sure it's covering your feed. Sure. So yeah, it's yeah, either yeah. Wordle, Euphoria, or what's going on in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. By the way, Euphoria. Have you watched it at all? No. <laughs> no, I, I just haven't. don't plan on doing it. You know, yeah, and honestly, the, from uh, look, it's been inescapable as mm-hmm. as you were just saying. Yeah, um, and I know the the big finale for this season was just a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and it, it seems like everyone kind of didn't like it very much, which is always a red flag for me to even start a show if I know it ends. I know this isn't the end of the show itself, but if I know it goes into a place where it's like not worth it, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna invest the time. Yeah, it's it's immediate turnoff for me. Um, I know there's good stuff <clears throat> apparently in there. I've I've seen my Twitter feed explode every single week. It's every week but now. I don't know. I, I'll say this: I I just I just never got into shows. I never got into like teen dramas. Mm-hmm. Dramas, honestly, period. Unless they have something like there has to be a, like a larger thing at play. That's hard to say though. Because Human I, drama just doesn't really interest me. Yeah, because I was gonna say it's hard to say because drama is such a big umbrella. You, like Breaking Bad's a drama in a way. Yeah, but there's obviously the overall thing that's happening. It's a crime drama. Yeah, and yeah. that that is enough to sell me. Mm-hmm. I don't like. I can't get into shows that are just about people. Yeah, <laughs> just I, yeah, just talky people. Honestly, yeah. honestly, yeah, I can't. I just it doesn't interest me. I don't. Yeah. I am adverse to sitting down and just thinking about like, man, you know, these people are dealing with this thing 
they're dealing with each other and they're dealing with like these things, uh, you know, and, and man, I wonder how they're doing. I need, I need an, uh, 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 a catalyst, you mm-hmm. know, like in Breaking Bad, for instance, you're right, is a very human drama, but the thing that's happening in the background is the thing that they're, that everyone is, is rubbing against, yeah. right? So, so not, on, not only is Walt's marriage crumbling, but it's crumbling in part due to him lying and how much he enjoys being a, uh, uh, a criminal mastermind and a, you know, a, a drug dealer. He sure. likes the criminal underbelly. He likes being a part of it. And that is what's rubbing his marriage raw, yeah, basically. Yeah. That's part of it anyway. And also because he's not a very good person in so, the first place. Someone's rubbing his wife raw, too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so that type of... I need a, I Spoiler need some, alert. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. everybody who hasn't watched Breaking I need Bad some yet. type of catalyst. To okay. enjoy the thing, Ozark is a good example. Sure. Uh, uh, Narcos, uh-huh. but like shows that are just about people. I'm like, dog, I get it. <laughs> you know, I deal with people all the time. I'm like, a people. I'm a people, and I fucking I ruin relationships all the time. Like I don't need to see you ruining <laughs> them. Like I've already fucked mine up. Yeah, like, okay. I, let, me, let me let me be devil's advocate for everyone who's screaming at us right now because sure. you know we haven't seen the show, and from what I hear, it's a very well made show. Um, but well, this isn't. I mean, I'll let you get your piece out, but uh-huh. like, I'm not saying that the show's bad by any right. means. Just I'm not just, for you. Yeah, I will say, I I think, I think the rebuttal to that would be, well, there is a lot more going on than you would think. It's it's not just you know teenage drama of who's banging who and yada yada yada. I'm sure that's part of it, but mm. I, from what I understand, there is like a big drug subplot and you know a lot of other elements that may attract you to it criminal elements and and larger conspiracies of some kind on top of the you know the what you would expect from a teenage drama because it it seems to me and mind you I, I had this sort of aversion to it at first too because what I thought what it was was basically like Buffy without the vampires mm. And I'm like, I don't, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't interest me really. Mm-hmm. At least not right now. I don't know. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been a teen. But it sounds like it's more of a an adult show that is supposed to be depicting teens, mm. you know? Yeah. So it's, it's kind of made for us, maybe not specifically us, but, you know, people of our age mm-hmm. just happens to be set in high school. Yeah. So it may be more intriguing and there may be more to it than than you may think of it just being this oh my god i'm in high school and uh, who's gonna bring me to prom and oh i'm on heroin you know like (laughs) and uh, also i'm on heroin yeah that still sounds boring as fuck yeah (laughs) i tried okay i know yeah yeah you know you gave them you gave them a fair shot Mm -hmm. you gave them a fair shot and it you know i mean they'll probably clean up at the Golden Globes or uh, Emmys, rather. Mm-hmm. I know that they're gonna do they're gonna do some damage at the Emmys. Yeah, you can already tell by oh, the sure. way that like. I mean, everybody's been talking about it. There, there's no way it doesn't get something, right? Yeah, it's gotta get something. Right? Some. I, I here's here's our two early prediction. I guess <laughs> it's gotta be Euphoria and Succession, right? That are just gonna fucking clean up and and Marvelous Miss Mabel. 
that, I've been seeing a lot from, of. Well, from what I've heard, this latest season's kind of sputtered mm. uh, compared to the last two. Um, so mm. I don't know about that one, but maybe because they love a, a period piece. Yeah, they love a period piece. So could be. I started watching Barry. Oh, Barry's great. Barry's amazing. Barry's, I, I've only seen the first season, but it's incredible. I've been to the second season right now. It's awesome. Yeah. See, then that's what I'm talking about. Like Barry could be about a guy who just wants to act, you know, like a like a guy who's depressed, who's on his last leg, doesn't really know what to do with his life, and he stumbles into this acting class, and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, I finally found myself. Right. No. Bill Hader and company decided we're going to throw an extra little, uh, you know, um, wrinkle into the story and say he's also a hitman. Right. Military trained. And honestly probably a sociopath yeah and i love it well that's the most interesting interesting thing about it is that it's played so straight mm-hmm. you know him him and his his i mean i was gonna say past but really like his job um and him what he's trying to escape is played very seriously yes um that's so, the only reason that it works right they don't try to play it off as a joke like yeah it it there's funny elements to the show but it's never at sort of the expense of, of that element of the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's yeah. interesting. Very interesting show. It's a very, it's great. Bill Hader's, I mean, Bill Hader's been amazing since day one. I've never disliked Bill Hader in anything. Yeah. Honestly, Bill Hader is, I guess I couldn't say underrated because I think he won an Emmy finally, or the show won an Emmy. I don't know. Look that up. <laughs> okay. I just want to make sure that I'm not wrong about that. I'm pretty sure he won an Emmy. But if he hadn't, Bill Hader, I mean, did he win those? Did he win all those? Or was he just nominated for those? I, I wish they would tell me. I know. That's really confusing. Bill Hader won the best actor in a comedy. Yeah, so he, those are all wins? 2012 has to be SNL. Yeah. Well, it says here he won for Barry. He won best actor in a comedy series... Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I I thought he had won an Emmy for something. I knew it was Barry, but I couldn't remember if it because I know he writes, directs, and stars in it. So, yeah, I couldn't remember if it was a writing credit or a acting credit. Um, but I will say he deserves an acting credit and a writing credit because you know the show's incredible. Yeah, both are very good. Uh, well, he's been awarded and nominated twenty times. Man, that's crazy. Cleans up at t- on, uh, with TV shows. So he's won three. Uh, he won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series in 2019 for Barry. Nice. Uh, let's see. D- 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 Those he, are all nominations. Yeah. He won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Comedy Series in 2018 for Barry. And there's got to be one more here. It, I mean, it, it has, has to be, be SNL. SNL yeah. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. He wrote on that. That's right. He's marked as a producer for South Park yeah. in 2009. That makes sense. Outstanding That's animated sense. program. Okay, so there you go. For the Margaritaville episode in particular. Two, <laughs> two acting credits for Barry because he's great in it. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of nominations for SNL and for Barry and for probably South Park. So anyway, um, I don't know how. <laughs> That's the TV that we've been watching. <laughs> so... Back to Russia and the Ukraine. <laughs> yes. That's, that's everything we've been distracting ourselves with 
outside of yeah. <laughs> the war yeah. going currently happening in, so in Ukraine. If you have your hands on a couple of rubles, rupees, rubles, rubles <laughs> with a B, rubles, rubles. I don't know. They're not worth much. They worth shit. Yeah. Right now, yeah. you might as well have your hands on like the worst crypto. Yeah. Because them shits ain't worth nothing. Because yeah. we 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 and a bunch of other countries put the kibosh on that shit. We're not playing with you anymore. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. You can't use those here. Yeah. Are you in here? <laughs> so we and a bunch of other countries have been doing this. I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna dog the practice as like performative, but we've been doing this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, as like a lot of countries has have been doing, which is like we're not carrying Russian products, and we're not selling Russian related things. Sure, and that's not like a mandate from the federal government. No, it's just everybody feeling like this is the way to do their part. It yeah, and we've seen it before. The freedom fries, of course. Yeah, you know, freedom fries. Right, it's stupid. It's stupid. It's a, it's a stupid thing to do. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, most recently, you know, I, I think the first one I, I heard about was Russian Standard Vodka. That a lot of independent and, I mean, even bigger than that, like national chains of liquor stores and, and grocery stores have decided to stop selling national or national Russian Standard Vodka. Yeah. Um, yeah. Apparently that's expanded into... Stoli and other, basically any vodka that remotely sounds like it's from Russia, mm-hmm. which are a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, they're now like pouring out and, uh, you know, refusing to have on their shelves. <sighs> yeah. So. Yeah, I saw, uh, I saw that. Then I saw the latest thing that I saw before we, we started recording was, uh, I guess it's some film festival. I don't re- I don't remember where it's at, but two movies were pulled. They were <clears throat> Russian-made movies, huh? Um, and they got pulled. I saw that somebody it, under the Twitter thread had answered. One of the movies was publicly funded by the Russian government, mm. but a lot of people responded to that, and they were like, "Yeah, if you're not in America." That's how movies get made. Sure, yeah. They have to be, a lot of them are sponsored by the government. That's just how they get made. They get well, funding and, from the government. And to be fair, there's tons of movies that are funded by state governments in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, no. Here's, here's the thing. And, and this is, I guess we should say this off top. I, if, you're, <clears throat> if you're feeling like, yeah, for sure, just do away with anything Russian or Russian government related, it's like, you have to understand the hypocrisy that comes sure. with doing that, right? Sure. You have to understand, like, if you were to say, let's no longer show any movie that has to do with the Russian government because they are an antagonist in this effort, this war effort mm. or military effort. Yeah. If, <clears throat> if you're in Saudi Arabia or any other Middle Eastern country or any... Like, not or again. We're not going to sit here and go through all of. We're not going to sit here and like discuss foreign affairs and like foreign policy. But to feel like this is an okay thing to do, and then to not understand the hypocrisy that comes with like not understanding that 
we have been the aggressor sure. in a lot of, of these course. situations. It's just, our movies are like a, a ton of them. Oh, like it's every prop- Marvel movie. <laughs> it's propaganda. It's propaganda, it's propaganda yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah. The Department of Justice is like, yeah, now now put that in the script. Here. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Sp- we'll give you some fighter jets. There you go. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Picasso. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not to mention gaming, you know? Yeah. Uh, they just said America's Army, a game that was like America's Army. created to get people to join the military, was only recently taken down after yeah. decades online. Yeah, after know. people were like... You know this is propaganda. Well, no, it's not even because of that. It was because it just got too old. They just <laughs> they just turned off the servers finally. I love that. Yeah. That's even better. That well, they uh, I mean, essentially, they use it in recruiting offices. and so I'm, I'm sure they, they've used gaming and, and developers to make VR <coughs> platforms to use for training mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, gaming simulators and things like that for training purposes. Well, there's those videos of, like army guys you know who would either play online or would be on uh like um what's the what's the what's the chat roulette shit like that Uh recruiting on there oh sure yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah they only they only brought down their i think it was on their twitch channel um they only stopped their twitch not long ago and they haven't even fully taken it down the army i mean yeah um they've only suspended it so far because they were just getting spammed with people like talking shit and (laughs) talking about like war crimes and stuff yeah um but uh, yeah and if you're if you're like adminning that page is just kind of after a while you're just like "Ah, let's just we gotta go we gotta go we're not recruiting this is not working yeah 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 (laughs) because <laughs> like who who do you think is like in the middle of the in the midst of all these people like dogging your page one guy's gonna be like i kind of want a charger i don't know well look, here's the thing i don't think that it's even necessary if you get a call of duty that comes out and portrays the u.s military in the way that every call of duty does that's recruiting right there mm-hmm. that's enough right there yeah that's enough for me as a let's say i don't know i'm playing call of duty at 13 and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm really interested in how awesome this all looks. Yeah. That's enough. That's enough. You don't need to go out of your way to, like, chat with people on, on Twitch and talk about the benefits, yeah. you know? Like, I'm sure that that speaks to some people, but I just, I just don't think it's necessary, especially that the other shoe's fallen now and people are, like, really suspicious and, and trolling it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they don't need it. The army doesn't need it. Armed forces doesn't need that channel no. to to recruit people. Yeah. So I don't know for what it's worth. Anyway, yes, I agree. It we we say everything in full knowledge that the U.S. has done some stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, I and that's the thing. I, I I get so annoyed online when I you know I'm looking at the the, the comment section, which I just flatulate myself with. Huh. Uh, um. Yeah, I, I I hate seeing the whataboutism uh, of, of, of all of this, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I get it, and I, I agree for the most part. Like, yeah, let's let's put up a mirror to the U.S. and see the hypocrisy going on. And, and you know, the, the other big thing is, like, how we're – everyone is so invested in Ukraine but weren't invested in when this was happening to, 
you know, brown countries. Yeah. And when this was happening, uh, you know, all over the world. But now we're paying attention because, and uh, mind you, there's a lot of really bad reporting going on that are like people freaking out, essentially saying, oh, we're not used to seeing this with white people. You know? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's and it's like it's it's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, so that should be called out. But at the same time, if we're talking about Ukraine, we're talking about Ukraine. You know? Yeah, and also we're not talking about like you know we're not going to get into all that. We're not here for that. No, it's not what the show's about. We're not here for that. No. You want you want that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Go 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 through your your combination of CNN, MSNBC, Fox News, and memes on Twitter. Sure. That's how you're going to get your news. Mm-hmm. You heard that, right? Yes. Not from here. Dog barking. Dog barking. Is that what that was? Yeah. Angry dog. <clears throat> anyway, it's just really interesting, you know, regardless of how you feel about uh, United States foreign policy, the war effort, yada, yada, yada. It's just really interesting when you wake up one day and you're like, you know what? I want... I, I, I I want a bottle of vodka to go along with my soda. <laughs> and then you go to the liquor store. I got store. all this soda. I got all this soda. What am I And no to vodka. Do? I got to do a vodka soda. Or <clears throat> And then you, you just decide one day that you're going to go to your ABC or your local liquor store. You walk in there and, and the guy behind the counter is like, hey, yeah, sorry. Due to the war effort, we are not selling... Russian quote unquote <laughs> products. The war effort. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that's really it's just like like it's it's going to somebody. Exactly. Yeah. But that's but that's the whole thing, right? You you look at these things that these countries are doing, us included, and you're like, well what what's the what are we doing? What is the point yeah. of this? Yeah. What why why are we doing this? Who is this like the fact that the ruble is worth less than what? Uh, I mean, it's worthless almost. It's yeah. at a point where it's almost worthless. Well, it, it's. I think it's a. It's worth like one U.S. cent yeah. or something. Yeah, we wouldn't. You'd you'd have to pay us to to even take that shit at yeah. this point. We'd be like, nah. You put a ruble on the desk, and I'd slap the shit out of you for that. <laughs> That's an insult. Uh huh. And uh, then then there was that report that came out that um, Apple and Google Play stopped letting people supporting use their, yeah yeah so then all these people were like filling up banks because they were like oh i need to get cash out of the bank so there was long queues at the bank and then the banks the ran bank. out of money yeah right. and it's like number one you should be worried about that <laughs> as an american citizen as a citizen yeah. as a human being with your funds connected to these internet based services you should be worried about that yeah you should be concerned about the fact that they can just turn off and, your yeah, money. They just turn off like the money you earn. Apple and Google can just go. You don't get it. You you don't have access to it. Yeah. You should be concerned about that. So yeah, regardless probably. of how you feel about Ukraine and Russia and the devil and Saudi Arabia, I mean, and it carrots <laughs> and you know, it <laughs> it, it kind of goes deeper than that though because obviously like you put your money in the bank and it's really up to the bank to give it back to you right yeah so at the end of the day suddenly, like if the bank decided one day that they were like yeah you can't have it then like we got no more money i'm sorry even if you were owed that money like the the amount of legal loopholes that you would have to jump through to get to it yeah no it just it's gone man 
Yeah, but think about that, man. Like, I'm not telling people to, like, have their money in a mattress. <laughs> but also, you have to think about, like, maybe you should have some money in a mattress. I don't know. Listen, it's smart to have a certain amount of money on you at all times. Not on your body. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, something for emergencies. But you should have money physically somewhere. Yeah. Your assets physically somewhere. I have my money up my ass. There you go. It's my Your money's my in your assets. assets. Yeah. yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, you want you, you want my opinion. You want my opinion. You want my opinion on the whole thing on on you know doing this this charade. We're recording a show. Okay, so thank I you very much. Um, it is the definition of performative. A charade. It is. It is exactly what performative action is. Mm-hmm. You know, like it to me. It's it, it's like. It's like a charade. It's like a charade. It does nothing. Uh, I, I mean, I think Russian standard is still connected to Russia itself. But like, you know, for instance, according to this, I think it's Deadline or no, C- CNN business article. That jerk off. <laughs> yeah, pouring out his liquor. Um, you already spent the money, broham. It don't mean nothing. No. To pour out the liquor that's been sitting in your cabinet. No, you cannot order more. That would help potentially. When people are like burn Beatles records and shit, it's oh, like so you stupid. already gave them the money. Or, her, or or books. Or books. You know, you see that with a, a bunch of conservatives burning like books they don't agree with or that. Or that they can't read because they're dumb. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm joking. Oh. It's a joke. I'm joking. Hashtag not all conservatives. Hey, liberals are soft and we're snowflakes and, you know. Take you know, a joke. It's okay. Whatever. It's okay. Laugh about it. Yeah. Um, according to the CNN business article, um, some bar owners are dumping out Stoli vodka and to quote problem is it's only Russian by name, which is loosely translated capital city due to its origins in Moscow. The vodka is actually made in Latvia and the company's headquarters is in Luxembourg, a member of NATO, which is spoken against the Russian invasion. So it's like, what? How much more performative can you get? Yeah. You know, or not making Moscow mules. Yeah. That one really bothers Let, let's, me. Let's make them freedom mules. You know, like, I like stop, stop. I understand if, if you feel it uh, out of touch or distasteful to order uh, Russian vodka or uh, a drink that has Moscow in it, but simply don't and move on. We, we don't have to have this this faux movement of anti-Russian sentiment. I, you know, I saw somebody tweet about like, oh, we should, we should uh, kick out all of the, the Russian students that are in the US right now. And like, what do you, what? Oh. Hey, shut up. <laughs> What'd she find? Actually about the Russian <laughs> and Ukraine war. Okay, never mind. What'd mm. she get to say? Uh. It's it's actually it's tweets it's it's tweets, hmm. yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, but yeah, no. I mean, I just I feel like I understand if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to buy it, if you if you don't want to do something out of taste. But it, we don't have to. We don't have to do this. <clears throat> yeah. It does nothing. Send money to Ukraine if you want to. Yeah. You know. Uh, uh, but this is this does about the same as writing a tweet hashtag go ukraine yeah you know like 
it it's not you you feel like you're doing something but you're not the problem is how quickly and how easily this could step into the boundary of like um russophobia sure as i've seen it said online or just xenophobia itself it yeah. doesn't take a lot to get to a point where you're like uh we don't want russians in this country right and well it's happened time after time that's what i'm saying yeah it's very easy to get to a point of um your your idea of doing your part turns into um I don't know, going too far or not really understanding the plot of the issue or what have you. It it, it doesn't take a lot to get to that place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 a thin it's a thin line between, you know, okay, I'm just not gonna partake in any Russian products as a support to the Ukraine and we are not going to uh, give our money over to the Russian government. It's a thin thin line between that and just being like anything russian fuck them well and on top of that i've i've seen this too you know with with the uh, i'm sure the same picture that you've seen about you know the the lines being super long at atms and at mm -hmm. the 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 train stations and people like applauding that and being like yes it's awesome the russian people are suffering yeah <laughs> and it's yeah, like well, what yeah, are you talking exactly. about what are you what are what are we talking about here yeah. it, it, it's do, do you it, think that everybody in russia was like pro invading ukraine no, like pro putin it, and like, I, i'm sure there are people who are but yeah you know fact of the matter is enough people felt so inclined to protest in russia yeah uh, this invasion so you got to remember the enemy is not the people of that country. I think that's the thing that we lose sight of whenever this kind of shit happens. Well, it's like it becomes like a sports match, you know, yeah. like it, it just becomes us against them and, and you lose the humanity of it all. Yeah. And we always do. We always. Yeah. It happens this kind every of shit time. Happens, every it time. It doesn't matter as long as it's not us. As long as it's not the U.S. We lose sight of the fact that like it's real people over there who are just living normal lives and just want to continue living normal lives and their government like can you imagine if every middle eastern country looked at us the way that we look at the way that we are starting to look at the russian government like mm -hmm. we're just normal people there's a lot of us who are who have been against any kind of military activity in any country as it stands and if you were from one of those countries where we decided like we needed to like throw our dicks around can you imagine? Well, especially, you know, over a lie about weapons of mass destruction. Right. Yeah, there's definitely that. <laughs> and it's like, and okay, even well. just more more recently, like we're trying to get out of those countries, but like we've been in Afghanistan for what, 13, 14 years yeah. or whatever. It's just like I again, I'm not going to sit here and try to explain foreign policy or even try to understand it. I'm not like this isn't really about that. That's the thing. It's not really about the military or foreign policy or anything like that. What it's about is perception. What yeah. it's about sentiment. Is, yeah. And like how you feel and how you empathize with these countries. There's billions of people that we're talking about. The country, like the United States is what, 350 million people. Over in Europe, I mean, it's billions of people that you're talking about. It's not just what, like a monolith of an idea of we need to take back the Ukraine 
because we deserve that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like you have to you have to understand that you can't just blanket statement the entire country and just be like fuck Russia and everybody who's from there. It's like that that's a crazy thing to believe. Yeah. That's a crazy thing to say. This is not even like you know, it, obviously you've listened to this show enough and if you if you dislike us, then part of that is because of our policies and our our, <laughs> our, our policies? Our policies. We write policy? Our policies uh-huh. and how we feel about the government. You understand how we feel about certain <laughs> things. And if you dislike that, then you know that this isn't a pro-Russia podcast. No, of course not. No. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to you have to understand that the point of this is like have some empathy for your fellow man, not just because they're on the same soil as you, because they're just a human being trying to live their sure. lives and not have to worry about like you know, if you're in Russia, you have to think about, like, what about the retaliation from the Ukraine or from us or from any other country that's allied with them? It becomes a much bigger issue the further out we get from this. So, you know, unfortunately, this may be only the start. Uh, we'll see how things go. But if you don't think that renaming the Moscow Mule or pulling Russian vodka, which isn't actually Russian vodka, off of your shelves. If you don't think that type of shit is ridiculous and virtue signaling, signaling, and and just dumb, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Like you're you're a little too far gone at this point. If you don't think that that kind of stuff, that kind of behavior, is ridiculous, it's it, it's it's stupid. It just, just doesn't make any sense. Who do you think you're hurting? Do you think Vladimir Putin is like, oh no? Not they're, our vodka sales. They're they're not gonna make Moscow mules anymore. I think the bigger issue here is maybe how much oil is bought from Russia. Yeah, and yeah. I think if you had any kind of control over that, then a lot of people would make a choice. Yeah, if we had if we had Russian gas stations. Yeah. And American gas and you stations. Could just avoid those gas stations. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm sure, sure that 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 kind of stuff would make a difference. But seeing as you don't have a choice. Maybe you should shut up. Yeah. Sorry. Back, back, back off. Sorry. 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 Back off. It's sorry. okay. Sorry. I apologize. I'm not at war yet. No. Yeah, you're right. Okay. You're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But the thing is, you don't have a choice. So. Yeah. Stop pretending like you do. No. Okay? No. You can enjoy your Moscow meal because it's just vodka. Yeah. Okay? And you know what? It's just vodka in a copper glass. It's a, it's a cocktail made in America. Yeah. If you and have I, it here. And I wonder if... Do you think like like Vladimir Putin or any any Vladimir uh, had any hand in that? Vlad the Impaler. <laughs> Vlad the Impaler. Yeah. Do you think it? And and if you think that they did, and we're at a point where like, if you make one, do you think that like every ten cents of a Moscow mule goes to the Russian government? <laughs> Maybe you should rethink some things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Any hooser. Any hooser. So, <clears throat> listen, we can't control the price of the ruble or any other pricing for that matter. And we can't control the price of movie sales, apparently, or ticket sales, movie ticket sales. We can't control that, apparently. We're just victims of things that are being perpetrated upon us yeah. as the American people. Mm-hmm. And... 
Victims of capitalism. Victims. And and in no place is that more apparent than at the movie theater in which they fuck around with pricings for the food. And now, apparently, they're fucking around with the pricing of the ticket sales. (laughs) Movies, yeah. The one last bastion that they had. The thing that they were trying to make cheaper for people because they wanted more of us to come back. Now they're like, you know what? We talked about it and we were like, fuck you guys. More. So you have it pulled up. I do. You want to? <clears throat> Excuse me. Nice. That's a good start. Oh, to yeah, the bit. yeah, yeah. I felt that one building. Okay. So according to Deadline, AMC is charging more for Batman tickets. This is uh, a, a movement that they're trying to get started in America called variable pricing. Variable pricing. So essentially for you know, larger pull movies such as Batman, they will tick on another dollar fifty or so, um, just because they know they can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because people are really excited. And I'm sure this will apply for all the Marvel movies coming out. Um, any any major blockbuster, essentially. Variable pricing. Variable pricing. Pricing. pricing, pricing and something pricing. interesting, actually, within this article, they they actually quote the CEO. I won't read the full quotes because they kind of go on and on but another interesting thing they they brought up is that this has been done in the uk and overseas uh, uh, overall for a while now and also you know they brought up the idea of well you buy tickets for a different price if you're going to a concert if you're going to uh, you know any other live event essentially for for better seating, mm-hmm. so I see that as another opportunity for them to make a lot of money. Yeah, which is like if you're getting center seating and not all the way in the back, not all the way in the front, they're gonna jack up those prices too. All all this is doing for me personally is just making me not want to go to the theater. Correct. Like <laughs> they they've and already now, now that COVID's going away. Mm-hmm. We're gonna bring the prices right back up, and and that's crazy. Yeah, that's I I, I am I am flabbergasted. They got a rebound, man. It's, they lost so much money. They're, they're they are in the red. The thing is, if they advertised it in that way, that might actually have some pull. Uh-huh. If they were like, listen, now that people are going back to the theaters, we kind of have to recoup a little bit mm-hmm. for for a limited limited time. We're gonna charge a little bit more for these t- prices. I yes, but also I feel like they need to add a little sugar to that. You know, yeah, make it something special. Like give out a I don't know, give out a free pin. Yeah, or or like uh, a single viewing of that movie you're gonna go see when it comes on streaming. You know, yeah, like a, a free not, rental or something. Yeah, I'm not defending it in, by any means. I'm just saying that like if 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 the thought process is we lost so much money in these past like year in mm. this past like year and a half, two years. Yeah. We have to recoup somehow. The least that they could do is be honest with the consumer and be like, This is why we're doing sure. this. Because right now, this feels like just a money grab. This yeah. feels like we know that uh we're gonna make a million uh, or a hundred million dollars off of this movie. So instead of making a hundred million, why don't we make a hundred and fifty million by charging you extra for the movie itself and not giving you right. any kind of explanation as to why. Yeah. It just it feels 
it just feels like it's slimy. Yeah, it, yeah, it feels gross and now, slimy. I will say on the other side of this, this you know, crap coin. I would love to hear the other <laughs> side of the crap coin. If we're implying that some movies get a uh, upsell, what if? What if? What if? What if? There are like, let's say they have a classic movie in the in the theater. What if they sell those tickets for five bucks? You know, or what if there's a movie that's about to leave the theaters and and suddenly we don't have to go to the 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 you know the cheap theaters and we can go to the regular theater, have all the accoutrement of uh, of the your favorite theater, but pay less to see a movie that's on its way out, or even and I've seen this as a as a as a Twitter response as I get all of my information. Um, what if this this will make like an indie movie easier for people to see because it's going to be cheaper. Well, the thing is, my immediate response to that is there would have to be two things, an incentive for those things, and number two, better marketing for those things. Mm. If you are going to charge me 2 to $3 more for a premiere ticket, but the inverse of that is you get to watch say the dark knight again in mm. movie theaters as a uh thank you for yeah. paying extra for the batman matt reeves batman okay that needs to be advertised better because right. they do that kind of shit a lot yeah and you don't know about it until you go to the theater or until somebody tells you like oh yeah them shits was like three dollars bro i went mm -hmm. and like i was randomly there and i paid three dollars for a ticket it was amazing yeah. if if on the ticket itself, it said, like, hey, I know you're paying extra. <laughs> hey, I, <laughs> I know you're paying extra yeah. for this movie ticket, but hold on to this ticket stub, and a month later, you get to watch The Dark Knight for three bucks in the theater. It could be like a CVS receipt. Yeah, yes. And, and in the back, you get a, a coupon yes. for something. Yes. To come back and see another one. Maybe an indie movie. Maybe, you know, some movie that, like, you wanted to see that, like, you didn't get to see, Or you weren't thinking about, like, ah, yeah, am I going to go Am I gonna go to the theater to see that movie? No. And you know what? It can help that movie because sure. maybe you get a lower ticket price, but at least that person goes to the theater and sees, and sees that movie in the theater as opposed to, like, waiting for it to yeah. get on streaming or waiting for, you know, them to torrent it, which I would never do. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah you would at least get that person leaving their house to go see that movie. Right. Right? And I, you know what? I remember this. Actually, this is reminding me a lot. And <laughs> it's going to age my ass. Uh-oh. Blockbuster. <laughs> what? <laughs> if uh, you remember. What? If you remember back in the day, <laughs> Blockbuster, Blockbuster, especially towards the end of its life, used to <laughs> towards the end of its life. Run, run a lot of these sort of um, upsells and discounts. So, discounts. <laughs> so, if a movie just came out on DVD, because mm -hmm. um, this was now in the time of DVD, mm -hmm. if it was the first weekend, I think you only got a three-day rental. And you may have had to pay more for that one. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. There's an entire wall the three day, yeah. of three-day rentals. Yes. As Instead opposed just to being the, able to hold on to it for like a week, they were like... The ordinary five-day rentals were the other... Movies, yeah, yeah, but yeah. there was a three-day rental wall. I you only get that. for three days because it just came out. Mm -hmm. This is kind of reminding me of that, where it's like, if something's really hot, we're going to charge more for it. There's going to be some kind of <sighs> entitlement onto that 
that we're going to be able to dangle over your heads. Mm. I mean, I guess that that is the next step with all of this stuff. And I know that there are going to be millions of people who are just like, who just have the money and they're just going to be like, yeah, fuck it. I want to see the movie. I'll tell you this. There's nothing. There's not a property. There's not a uh, movie. There's not an actor. There's not, there's nothing that Hollywood could offer me that would make me spend more money to see it sooner than just waiting a couple of weeks and seeing it for a yeah. regular price that I'm like willing to pay. Right. There's nothing on this planet that could make me do that. And uh, that's just for me personally. And I know that there's a lot of people like me who um, very casually consumes entertainment at this point. I used to be one of these, and I've probably talked about this on the show before, but I used to be one of those people who consume this kind of content vigorously. Mm-hmm. I needed to see all of the Oscar-nominated movies before the Oscars came out. I needed to see all of the biggest biggest movies of the year. I yep. needed to go to the theater and see all of like the most talked about movies. I needed to see the indie films that people were talking about. Right. I needed to see the documentaries that mm-hmm. were on like these short lists and stuff. But I've gotten to a point in my life where I'm like, eh, I can wait. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that there are a lot of people who are around my age or older who are like, I can wait. Yeah. Well, and and here's the thing. According to Newsweek, um, it, it seems like the Batman will be streaming <clears throat> by April. Dog. So I only got to wait a couple of months. I'll be. I. That's what it looks like. What in this movie is going to be so spoilery that, like, even if somebody told me, like, the the entire plot of this movie, I'd be like, all right, <laughs> I'll still wait. Yeah. 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 yeah maybe. Streaming maybe, services maybe, maybe. have been the death of this kind of if you if AMC and Regal Cinemas had tried this shit 10 years ago, you might have been able to pull this shit off. Yeah. But streaming services are the death of this kind of idea of we are going to charge you more for this movie ticket so that you can get uh uh so that you can watch this shit first do you think like how many people do you really think you're going to get with people who want to watch it first versus people who are like yo i'll just wait for the shit to be on hbo max you think i give that you think i give that many fucks about this i think the vast majority of people will be willing to wait yeah Um, i i do think the further along we get sort of away from covid the more people will be willing to go out, have a night of it. Um, I mean, my brother's one of those people. He got his tickets early. He's going going to the IMAX theater. Mm. Like, it's a thing for him. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel like for the Batman, Batman, the Batman, I will go to the theater and see it. You're going to go to the theater? I think so. Mm. I think so. I think so. I haven't, haven't made a plan yet, but... That's where my spirit is taking me. Okay. I feel like I, I, I feel like I do want to see that one in the theater. I do regret not seeing Dune in a theater. Mm, yeah. So I did see Dune in the theater and yeah. it was worth it. Yeah. It seems like that kind of spectacle. Yeah. Uh but yeah. So uh even with the upcharge, I think it it uh it'll be worth the experience. But yeah. I know I'm only fueling them to continue that practice, which I don't agree with. <laughs> So yeah, I'm the problem, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always. Yeah, always. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see the Batman super early, 
Um, go ahead and pay what a dollar fifty more. I think it's a dollar fifty more. Yeah. Have fun with that. I'm gonna wait and uh, see it like a normal person. Oh wow! And when I say normal person, I mean a poor person. Ah. An everyman. An ever an everyman. A yeah. Johnny Everman. Not a Batman. An everyman. An everyman. Yeah. A Riddlerman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Forgot. Paul Dano. <coughs> Paul Danaman. Paul Danaman. Uh, Paul Danaman. Is it Dano, which is how I always say it, or is it Dano? As far as I know, I've it's, heard Dano. I've I, I've only pronounced it as Dano. Yeah, me too. But it could be Dano. I don't know. I was watching this video of actors correcting people of how they pronounce their names, uh-huh. and it made me like angry, but also like, you know. No, it just made me angry. Like Willem Dafoe, his name is William Dafoe. And he, the way he explains it is it's a stage name. And his dad would, or or people in his life, he just didn't want to be called William. He wanted to stand out. Uh. And he had a friend who called him Willem. And he was like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) So then that's it. We're just going to go by that. Willem, okay. And then the Defoe thing, he just didn't like the way that Defoe was pronounced. So he was like Defoe. And Defoe just sounded more actorly. Willem Defoe just sounds like a stage name. It just sounds better. It just rolls off the tongue better, which it does. He's right. William Defoe versus Willem Defoe. Even if you didn't know who Willem Defoe was, like Defoe just works better. William Defoe sounds very European. Yeah. You know? Yeah. William Dafoe doesn't sound like an actor. It sounds like some kind of like financial advisor or like a lawyer or something. <laughs> Willem oh. Dafoe sounds like a stage name. It just doesn't sound real. Because sure. you've just never yeah. heard Willem Dafoe. Right. And like I was watching this thing with um, Denzel Washington. Apparently. Denzel. Denzel. Yeah. He's Denzel. His dad was Denzel. <laughs> his dad. Yeah. Uh, but um, his, his name is actually Denzel. But his mom pronounced it Denzel, mm-hmm. so that he could be differentiated from his father, who was Denzel. Mm-hmm. So he's Denzel, Denzel right. Washington. Which, when I was a kid, he was always Denzel Washington. I never even mm-hmm. thought about Denzel. Yeah, it's an extra effort to put the Zell into it. Yeah, Denzel's is quicker. Denzel Washington. Same thing with like a uh, Terrell Owens. He's actually Terrell. Terrell. Terrell mm-hmm. Owens. Yeah. And and that was another one where I was like, I always pronounced it Terrell, but I didn't think about it being Ter- No, no, no. I take that back. I called him Terrell when I was a kid because that made more sense to me. It was Terrell Owens. Yeah. And then I found out it was Terrell Owens, and I was like, wait, what? What? That's like that's like you just took three letters out of the name. Yeah. It em- doesn't em- make any sense. Emphasis. It's very strange. Terrell Owens. Terrell. Yeah. Denzel Washington. Willem Dafoe. Marco Dupa. That's why... Adam Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, you missed the Obesius. Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Thank you. It's a full Thank name. you. That's the full thing. Yeah. You have to put a Luis in there somewhere, too. Adam, Luis. Obesius. Right. Yeah. How Rodriguez. many times has, has somebody called you, like, Luis? Luis or Louis? Well... Adam, Luis. It's, it's Luis. It's Luis. It is Luis. But technically, in American, it's Luis because there's no acento on the I. On my birth certificate. So, technically, mm. it's Adam Lewis Rodriguez. Um, it's however you... American-born, baby. It's however you say it is. Yeah, I mean, I... I it's Luis. It is Luis. I, I've grown into Luis, though. Uh, as a kid, 
I just said Lewis. Yeah. Because I'm Americanized. Yeah. I always I always get bothered by that. All of my friends who are all my black and brown friends who do things to make white people more comfortable. More comfortable, yeah. Yeah, I mean Lewis, Lewis. You know, it is it is a um I don't let people get away with calling me anything but Marco. Uh-huh. You know, they try to call me Marcos, Marcus, mm-hmm. you know. Sometimes when I say it, they think I say Walker. And I'm like, I'm not walking away from this <laughs> cash register uh-huh. until you put Marco on yeah. that fucking coffee cup, okay? Yeah. It's Marco. Yeah. <laughs> this, this conversation isn't over until you get it right. Uh-huh. I don't care how much time this takes. I'll uh-huh. sit there and it's Marco. Walker, Walker, Marco. Yeah, Walker. Marcos, yeah, Walker. Marco. Walker, Texas Ranger. Yeah, that's that's what I that's, <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. That's I got it. it. Yeah. 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 No, it it is a it's absolutely a flinch uh from our parents. Usually the first first <laughs> uh entry into the into the US mm-hmm. yep. who have been uh subjected to a lot of terrible things. And that's why we have to live with that sort of flinch, as yeah. I like to call it, uh, of having to say Adam Lewis. Lewis. Rodriguez. Yeah. I mean, my dad's name is Angad. Mm-hmm. He goes by Tony. Right. I mean, his middle name is Anthony. And he was like, I'm sure, I don't know the specifics of this, but I'm sure he, at one point, was just like, Tony's just easier. I'm not going to yeah. keep telling people to call me Angad mm-hmm. for people that are like, for American people, sure, they're like, wait, what? Yeah, like that's too much for people. Yeah, no. I like a lot of Indian names, obviously, and Angad is like, it's not a super hard name to say. No, it's it's but pretty it's much weird. It's pretty much pronounced phonetically. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah, it's pronounced. It's A N G A D. Yeah, but it's it's just the idea of it is strange for people right. to call somebody Angad. It doesn't it doesn't sound like a name. It sounds like a grunt. <laughs> I'm God. <laughs> uh-huh. So uh, yeah, I think after a while, I think he was just like, I- I'm not going to deal with this. Right. Tony works. However, I feel like if roles were reversed and your name was Angod, you would make people say your name. It's funny that you say that because. I was almost Angad the third. My dad is Junior, and his his name is Angad. His father's name is Angad. Yeah. I was almost Angad the third, and my, and my dad ironically mm. put the kibosh on uh-huh. that. My mom wanted to name me Angad the third. Right. And my dad was like, "We're not going to saddle him with an Indian name. Let's uh-huh. pick a different, yeah. like an easier name." I couldn't give you your middle name Tony too. Yeah. So yeah. And I could have been Tony. Tony the second. Uh. So, and yes. Yes, you're right. If yeah. my name was Angad, I think about it sometimes. If my name was Angad, I would go by Angad, and I would tell people, "You're gonna pronounce it right. I'm not. I'm not gonna let yeah. you get away with yeah. mispronouncing it." Yeah, but that you know, that's also a time and place thing. You know. Yes, I have the privilege to say shit like that. Right. Like it's right. easy for me to just be like, "You're gonna, you're gonna say it correctly." Yeah. You know, it's uh, it's definitely a a a level of privilege yes. to be in America, to be a mixed race person. To live in the country that we live in, in the society that we live right. in, to be like, you're gonna say my name right, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I yeah, I recognize that. Yeah. I recognize that there is a level of privilege there. Of course. So yeah. But be that as it may, 
you're going to say my name right. And you're going to say my na- my dad's name right. And you're going to say my mom's name right. <laughs> you know? Shh. Don't even say their names at all. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Don't even Keep their names say, out of your keep mouth. Keep my parents' name out of your mouth. How about that? <laughs> Motherfucker. You, if you don't say it right, don't say it at all. God damn it. Mm-hmm. All right. At uh, least Dupa's easy to say. Dupa's super easy. And people still fuck that up. Dupa? They say Dupa or they will say Dupa. For some reason, oh. they put this emphasis oh. on the yeah. On français. <laughs> I've honest to God, I've had more than one person on on the phone. They'll say, "Is it Dupa?" And I was like, "It's Dupa." Why do you? Why, what's the emphasis on? The- I'm not paying that bill. <laughs> you know what? You said Dupa, and I don't know who that is. <laughs> That's not me. Yeah, they put this ah on it, and I'm oh, like, I I don't I don't get what you're doing there. Yeah. Yeah, you would think that phonetically. I think sometimes people try a little bit harder than they need to, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I give them credit for sure, like trying. Sure, sure. You can't make fun of them for doing that and then get mad if people don't try. No, absolutely not. I would never make fun of somebody for trying. It's the people who don't try or the people that you know say wild shit uh, or like mispronounce a name on purpose or what have you. Sure. Or don't even try. Those are the people that deserve to be made fun of. If you're trying. Uh, more power to you. I have yeah. all the respect in the world for you for trying. 100%. Uh, but yeah, it's not dupa. Yeah. It's just dupa. It's phonetic. Dupa. Yeah. It's very dupa. easy. All of our names are easy. They're all phonetically spelled. Even Lottie's name is N I L A D I. Nelati. Yeah. Marco, Adrian, Dominic, dupa. Uh huh. It's all phonetic. Yeah. It's pretty easy. It's very easy. Pretty easy. Yeah. And people like sometimes they'll like sidestep and like work their way around and like, you know, they'll 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 mispronounce Lottie's name somehow and they'll call Dominic Dominique. Yeah, they'll say these. I just don't know how they like sometimes. And again, I don't think anybody's doing it on purpose. I mean, Dominique not, is a completely different spelling, though. Exactly, it is. There's it a is. Q, U, and E. Exactly, but for some reason, somebody people I've I've seen them do it. They'll they'll look at his name. They'll see how it's spelled, and it's spelled phonetically. Yeah. D-O-M-I-N-I-C. Dominic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they call him Dominique. I don't know, because I guess Dominique is more uh, uh, more common. Like, Dominic, like, in American culture, you have, like, Dominique Wilkins, the basketball player. And sure. you have, like, like, how many famous Dominics do you know? You Toretto. Know? Dominic Toretto. Yeah. yeah. I guess they're sad. Other than that, like how many, how many, <laughs> that's have you, it. oh, you mean, you see, that's it, that's it, you know, yeah. Adrian, a, people don't fuck up Do- Adrian's name. No, uh, you got Adrian Brody. Anyway. Yeah, it's Come just, yeah. yeah, you got, but Lottie's name and my name and Dominic's name sometimes they'll fuck up Dom's name. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Some people, <laughs> people like try a little too hard and it's like, hey man, just relax. Yeah. Just say it how you spell it. Yep. And like, it would be easier for you if you just looked at the way the word was spelled Try to pronounce it. I do this all the time. I try to pronounce people's names and and like word like if I go to a restaurant, I sometimes I'll try like if, if I have no idea, I'm like, listen, I respect your culture, but like I I, yeah. I have no idea. Give me some help. Yeah. For the most part though, I will try to either pronounce a name or pronounce a thing. Yeah. And then have them correct me. And then cause that that educates you. That lets you know sure. like how to pronounce a thing and like I to- I had that experience actually pretty recently. We went to uh, an Italian restaurant uh, in Orlando for my grandma's birthday, mm-hmm. and uh, I ordered a chicken dish, 
And I said with the full confidence, <laughs> let me get the pollo. That pollo. And please. And the waiter says, oh, okay, sure. Uh, I will get you the polo. And I went, in Italian, it's polo, isn't it? <laughs> in Italian, it's polo, isn't it? It is? It's polo. I had no idea. P-O-L-L-O in Spanish is pollo, obviously, like pollo tropical. Uh-huh. Um, but in Italian, it's polo. Polo. And, you know, I something told me that was the, the case, um, but I didn't listen to my gut, and I went pollo. Well, you did listen to your gut. That's why you ordered it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it was great. It was great, mind you. I, I forget the name of the actual dish, but it was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Stefano's. Uh, on in Tuscaloosa, <laughs> tasty, yeah. tasty stuff. Um, but yeah, I uh, I was humbled, and I I felt I I couldn't stop thinking about it the rest of the day. <laughs> How, you know, I I I consider myself a rather worldly man, you know, mm-hmm. and here I am ordering chicken at an Italian restaurant and saying it's boyo, boyo, like an idiot. Damn. He said it. He said it, though, and that's exactly the correction I like most, yeah. which is I'm not going to say, actually, it is whatever. I will just say it back to you the correct way and go, yes, okay, I will give you the X. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Great. Perfect. That, that's See, what you need. We we talked about this, actually, at my job because sometimes people will mispronounce the names of the beer. Mm-hmm. And they're not doing it out of a place of, like, aggression. Yeah. It's just they see it phonetically spelled. And, like, sometimes, like, German names or French, French names are not yeah. phonetically. No. They're, they're, there's a lot of weird shit going on with, with their lettering and how, they, how you're supposed to pronounce these things. Like a Ventinus. Exactly. <clears throat> so what we've taken to doing is when somebody says something incorrectly, doing that technique. Yeah. Which is, like... Uh, oh, you, they'll say, that. can I get the halo halo? And I'm like, well, oh, cool. I'll grab the hollow hollow for you. And I try to be subtle about it. Mm-hmm. I'm not just, I'm not like, I don't look him in the eyes and be like, oh, you mean the hollow hollow? Mm-hmm. You fucking moron. You idiot. I'll just be like, oh, okay, I'm gonna grab the hollow hollow for you. And yeah. then they go, oh, okay, yeah, 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 hollow hollow. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I got you, brother. Yeah. And I grab it for them. And then I put it down on the uh, bar and I'm like, here's one Here hollow, is hollow, hollow, hollow. I yeah. remind them again. And it's not from a place of hatred or annoyance yeah. or anything. Or superiority. Any, nothing. Nothing. Yeah. There's yeah. nothing. Dude, the the last the last feeling that I have when it comes to beer especially is any kind of superiority complex. Yeah. Because I know where I came from and I know the little bit of knowledge that I still have. Like even even now I feel like there's shit that I know. Yeah. But there's way more shit that I don't know. Of course. So to look at a person who mispronounces something or doesn't know what a thing is and, and to look down on them is uh, no, it's, it's incredible. It's to, stupid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and it is, it's anti-knowledge. Mm-hmm. If you're ever in a place where you know more than somebody else, never make them feel bad about not knowing, especially if they're asking. You know, it's it's the worst thing you can do. Yes, it's really the worst thing you can possibly. It's the biggest scumbag move. Exactly. I mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you you just like I could I couldn't have said it better than that. <laughs> if you're in a place where you know something, absolutely never make fun make 
make fun of somebody who doesn't know as much as you, you know, yeah. come from a place of like helping them understand something. Sure. You know? Yeah. All right. <clears throat> we have one more before we get out of here. Let's rock with this. Nice. So in video game news, we have two big video games that are out right now. The first of which you do own. I do own. Which is variety. Come on, God man. God damn it. <laughs> as, soon as, it, as soon as it left my mouth, I can feel that <laughs> Horizon uh-huh. Forbidden yep. West. There you go. The sequel to Horizon. <laughs> Kanye's <Z> other kid. <laughs> Horizon. <laughs> That's this kid's full name. Uh -huh. Horizon. Forbidden. Forbidden. West. West. Yes. Horizon Zero Dawn, the critically acclaimed PlayStation 4 game that... And PS5. Mm-hmm. You yeah. let me borrow it. I haven't played it yet. I'm sorry. I do have it. Okay. I'm going to play it. It's fine. But I don't have a PS5 yet, and so, you know, what am I going to do? Maybe, maybe for Women's History Month. You should play oh. a game starring a woman. Because I know you've spoken before about having an aversion. Hey, hey I mean, you know, there's no reason to bring that old stuff. <laughs> to playing video games in which you are a female protagonist. It's not an aversion because they are women. Well, okay, it is because they're women. But yeah. it's not because they're women. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? It's not because they're women. It's because they're women. <laughs> It's not because they're women. Listen, okay. I've talked about this. Dig, dig yourself out. <laughs> if you need help, let me know because I remember the conversation Listen, and I get where you're coming from. All it, all it is, I'm not even going to like take up too much time because okay. we want to like, you know, rock this and, mm -hmm. and keep rolling. But like, listen, all it is is uh, ever since I was a kid, I lived vicariously through the video game characters that I played, especially yep. in games where um, the protagonist was more of a moral compass and not uh, a character not like a narratively driven game where it was like more of like you make these decisions and you are the character mm -hmm. and i always live vicariously through those characters and when they're women it's harder to live vicariously through those characters that's all it is i have no problem with laura laura croft lara lara croft or the protagonist of horizon or any Aloy. other What's her name? Aloy. I have no problem with Aloy. Yeah. I would relish the opportunity to play those games. But whenever there's a moment where it's like, this is you in this universe. Well, I'm a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said in the conversation which we had of this original topic, mm -hmm. I think it'll do you some good to put yourself in the shoes of a female protector. <clears throat> I think it would do me some good to put myself in the shoes of like just women in general. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a, maybe this is a first step, you know? Yeah. To to role play in a way as a, a strong female lead. Strong black female. Well, Don't need no Aloy's very white. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah, she is. Yeah. All right. Well, you have You've been able to play it a little bit. I have. So let's yeah. let's let's hear your preliminary review. Okay. Of... I. Uh, yes, Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Um. I think it's Horizon Zero Dawn Forbidden West. 
technically. Okay, let's go. Very long name. It's too much. Um, yes, yeah, too much, too much. Um, so I'm about somewhere in the in the ballpark of about ten hours in. Um, I have reached the Forbidden West, the titular Forbidden wow. West. It takes a while to get there. Um, but yeah, I mean, so far it is more Horizon Zero Dawn, and that's good enough. Yeah, frankly, as a, as a person who loved the first game, um, you know, everything that could be improved upon basically is improved. The thing that people have been really kind of been a sticking point for a lot of people who weren't happy with. Okay, so quick background history on Horizon Zero Dawn, All right. the original. It came out uh, right before Nintendo dropped uh, Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. Zelda, Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. So immediately those two are compared to each other because both have protagonists with bow and arrow, open world environments, et cetera, et cetera. Um, lots of exploration. So Breath of the Wild became this, you know, legendary thing of of a complete reinvention of open world exploration, Mm -hmm. whereas Horizon Zero Dawn is essentially more of what we had in that time. But, you know, its own thing. Essentially, that's what's happening now where, like, people are looking at Horizon Forbidden West and... Because it's not what uh, uh, Breath of the Wild did, where you can climb everything, mm. and it's just this kind of free-for-all of whatever you want to do, just go and do it, people are knocking it down a peg for that, which mm. I don't think is necessarily fair, because they're very different games, and they set out to do very different things. Mm. Sure, they're both open-world games. Um, sure, the, the climbing mechanics and stuff feel a little outdated, because it is just a continuation, essentially, of what they did, you know, however many years ago for the original game. But that being said, it didn't bother me that much. And it hasn't yet. Um, the the core mechanics of it are still as fun as they've ever been. And they're just getting fleshed out more with more elemental uh, attacks. And y- 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 there's even stronger melee involved. The first game's melee is absolute trash. <laughs> Um, but this one seems to have added more of like a combo system to it and just adding depth to everything that's that's there, mm-hmm. that, that was already there, um, yeah. which is great. And, you know, I haven't seen <coughs> the full depths of to where this, this game, the, the storyline is going to go, um, but I'm excited because I hear that it goes places. Um, that being said, uh, I think the dialogue of it all kind of sucks <laughs> it, it's not that the dialogue itself is bad it's just the way that it's it's set up is kind of boring it, it it essentially is like you go up to somebody to get your mission right mm-hmm. like you would in any rpg um they'll have a conversation and then suddenly this tree branches open of like optional things you can dive deeper into okay but that literally don't add anything but more information for your own like knowledge of lore. Oh, so it's not really like consequence based. No. And if it was something where it's like, okay, I feel like I'm gonna miss like a, I don't know, like a passcode for something I need to know later on if I don't take the time to listen to all these options. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I'd be more invested in it, but 
it's inconsequential. So you can literally just hit the one that has the icon on it and get out of the entire dialogue wheel and like be that. done with it. Don't like that. And mind you, you know, I, I'm a story whore, <laughs> for lack of a better word. And so I've been going through these dialogue trees, like, you know, all the way through just to get the full story. But I got to tell you, midway through, I'm like checking my phone. I'm like just losing investment in it and slowing everything down. Yeah. I feel that as a, like a completionist, I feel the need to go through all these dialogue options, not even options, but just, you know, trees. But it doesn't really add a whole lot. Like there, there have been some interesting like history notes of the world and, and and things like that, like flourish to the story. But I don't know. There has to be a better way of doing this. Hmm. So I don't know. That's that's my big ding on it so far. Other than that, it looks beautiful. It's been running pretty great. I've had a couple of little glitches, but overall, really beautiful. Uh, a good good standard for the ps5 for you to check out um i'm interested to see where the story goes because i i just had sort of a, a moment in the story that i feel like is hinting towards a new direction of of where it's going to go so that being said highly recommend you check it out especially if you have a ps5 if you have a ps4 i heard it runs pretty good on it too mm -hmm. um so that's that's my take there so far <clears throat> well, I mean, I, I I don't have an opinion on the game because I haven't played it. And I also haven't played Eld, Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Yeah. Elden Ring. But everybody and their mother seems to have an opinion on that fucking game because it is everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And everyone's talking about it. And we obviously can't talk about the game specifically because neither one of us have played been able to play through sure. it yeah but it is interesting to see people talk about the difficulty of the game and what that means to overall gaming and the, that genre of gaming from software is again is is a is a developer that is famous for the souls games uh which is basically just you know beat your head against the wall and figure out how to beat this boss but you're going to get your ass handed to you over and 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 over again until you figure out how to beat that boss. And that's the point of those games. And all these people, it seems that a lot of people are reading the reviews of Elden Ring and seeing how well it's being reviewed. Yeah. And going out and buying the game on a whim. Yeah. Without knowing the kind of game that it is. And I will say, for the record, I am one of those people. <laughs> I didn't get the game yet. Uh-huh. But I did see the positive reviews for the game. Yeah. And I was inches away from buying it. Mm -hmm. And then saw that it was a Souls game. And I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no. But for a very long time, I did not know... That from software had made it, and I did not know that it was a Souls game. Yeah, I thought it was just like it's their very first open world game. Yeah, yeah. I was very, I was, I was, uh, I was taken aback by it, and and I was surprised. So yeah, yeah. But the, it begs the question of like video game difficulty, and 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 it, it, it. I don't know. It opens the door for a lot of, like, when it comes to these kind of games. 
who's the target audience mm. and for the casual fan well i guess the question really is is there a casual fan of this kind of game this not- <laughs> genre of video game like is there a casual fan not for long no they can't be right <laughs> there can't be a person who just stumbles upon bloodborne or dark souls yeah I, but i feel like there is an entry point for everybody because for, what's the entry point for these for well no i mean specifically for these from software games yeah what is the entry point? um for for me and for a lot of other people it was bloodborne mm-hmm. because that's one of the more accessible action-oriented of of, of those soulsborne games uh, i've heard a lot of people get into Sekiro. I was going to say Sekiro um, so seems to be a, a, a good launching point for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, so there are places for people to get onboarded, and mine was Bloodborne. I love the game. I haven't gotten past, like, the midway point of that game at any <laughs> point. And I, I don't see myself doing that because it takes investment. Yeah. You know? Like, it's it, it asks a lot of you. Yeah. Um, which is why people love it. You know? It, it, it's just a... It's sort of like people with the JRPG brain, such as me, you know, if you're into it and you like figuring out, you know, what I'm going to equip everyone with before this battle and really invest on grinding on specific characters to make sure that everyone's leveled out the way you need them to be. Um, And (laughs) like in persona, building your relationships and and collecting more personas and all, all these things. If that's how your mind works, then. It is catnip for you. Yeah. If it doesn't, it's doggy doo doo. You know, like it is just something that will repel you immediately, and you'll be like, "Why? Why would I ever want to do this? This is awful." <laughs> uh, it kind of reminds me of another game that I actually get, I'm going to be getting pretty soon, which is Gran Turismo. Uh-huh. You know, some people are Forza people, some people are Gran Turismo people. I've kind of dilly dallied on both sides of that. I, I like them both. These hoes ain't loyal. No. But, you know, Gran Turismo is a very specific, nerdy, difficult thing, and that's why you love it. Right. You know? It's something you have to master. It's it's a challenge. It's a, it's a real challenge. Um, and that's the same for something like Elden Ring. Um, that being said, I feel like because of the massive press it's gotten between the incredible reviews, it's I think it's in the top five of... Uh, Highest reviews of any video game in Met- in Metacritic, mm-hmm. under only I th- un- uh, not only but under Ocarina of Time, mm-hmm. all time, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is incredible. Um, so that kind of press in, in within the gaming circle is gonna get you people to to buy your game. Yeah. Um, that alone, but then on top of that, you have uh, George R. R. Martin. That's a good selling point. Contributing as well. Mm-hmm. So not con- not just contributing. Apparently, he wrote the story of the game. <sighs> I'm not sure how much I believe that mm, <laughs> because of because of how long he uh, is known to take to write his stories. Well, I mean, maybe he was working on these fucking video games and not wor- worrying about the shit that he's supposed to be worrying. I about. believe he contributed. I don't know to what extent, mm. but I'll know. take that. Regardless. Those are all selling points I think give it a larger audience, and I hope more people give it a try to see if it's it's their flavor. 
but at the same time, I, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of people uh, reject it. I I started. I wanted. I was interested in playing the game because he had wrote it. Yeah. And because of all the good press it was getting, and yeah. then again, like I said, I saw that it was a, a basically a Souls game, and I was like, oh, well, not really for me. <laughs> well, you barely got through the the Star Wars Souls game. I finished it. I know you did. Yeah. But, you it know, was hard. <laughs> you it told was tough. Me. Yeah. You told me. Yeah. Dude, it, yeah. So uh, if there's not a Star Wars drapery, uh, exactly. I don't know how long you'll hold on to it. Exactly. It's yeah. tough. It's tough. Games like that <sighs> don't make sense to me because even in a real fight, you can do thing. You can spam certain things. You can do. You can. You can fight in a certain way. That's like. I don't like the way that this person fights, but they won, and uh-huh. that's all that matters. Yeah. And in Souls games in particular, it's like, no, no, no. You don't get to just spam a certain thing. Like, you have to understand this boss. You have to understand how this works. Mm-hmm. You have to time it perfectly. But you don't figure that out until you die a lot. like 20, 30 yeah. times. Yeah. That just doesn't gel for me. It's a very old school mentality. I hate it. It's like... um. Like Castlevania games, you yeah. Know? Like growing up, yeah, it was it was like magic to me to see people beat Castlevania games and, and Mega Man games, even. Oh, dude. you know, like just seeing people like do really well, and and me try as like a six year old and just beef it every single time. Like, how do you how do you jump at yeah. that specific time? What? How do you know? And and when I started learning that people understood the frames of the game, yeah. I was like, "You've gone past <laughs> yeah. any amount of knowledge you, that I can." You're care now to Neo have. in the Matrix. Yeah, there's yeah. no way I, I'm never gonna, I'm never gonna study that shit. Yeah. I'm never going to put so much time and energy into this thing to understand the frame rate of the game, right? And and when to do uh, some kind of action. It's not happening. Yeah. So it's, it's over for me. Yeah, it's over. It's over. The the thing that. I think is important in Souls games is just like in old school games, knowing knowing what your enemy attacks look like. Yeah. Once you know those attack patterns, you can, you know, cheese them out yeah. in any way you want to. But see, that's the other thing about that type of shit that I don't like. I, I, I like the idea of a character, a boss, for instance, going, you know, these are just going to be like random attacks and it's up to you to kind of figure it out. And maybe the difficulty is smaller because that's hard to do mm. is to predict an enemy that its AI is built on trying to be unpredictable. But the, the, the problem is like once once you understand the, the, the OK, I mean, I mean, I'm saying this and I realize as I'm saying it that I'm talking a lot of shit. <laughs> OK. What I was going to say is once you learn the pattern of a boss, it makes the game a lot easier because you know how to play the game and you know the boss and you know how to you know understand how to attack the boss and whatnot. But I understand as soon as the thought hit my head, I understand that just because you understand the patterns of the boss doesn't make the game – it makes the game a little – like only slightly easier, sure. but it's still – the game is still – You still got to do it. Right. Yeah. And I understand that. And so I'm not going to – commit to that idea right because i understand that that's a that's an ignorant flawed logic yes 
But I will say that it's still fun to be able to just be like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to play this game the way that the developers decided that I should play this game. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play it the way that I want to play this game. And if I still win, then kudos to me. Mm-hmm. And if I don't, then that's my fault. Yeah. I still like that. Action RPGs are like that. Yeah. Where well, you can just go, maybe I'm just going to run around this arena until I find my opening mm-hmm. and... In real life, it would be ridiculous for me to run around in circles yeah. until you opened yourself up for me to attack you. But in this video game, it makes perfect sense. And there is some of that in uh, Soulsborne games where you, you do get to choose sort of your character, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so a lot of people tend to say like the... Um, the magic heavy classes tend to be a bit of a cheat code. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you have ranged attacks, so you're able to keep your distance, see what the enemy's doing, and go in for the final strikes and stuff yeah. like that. Don't like that either, by yeah. the way. So you you can kind of play how you want, but you know it's within constraints. Yeah. And um, I will say a lot of people like the fact that you you have to learn those attack patterns because that's what kind of makes the game fair. Yeah, I mean, like people people like the Souls games, man. They like the idea of how these games are built. That's why these games continue to be successful no matter how they reskin them and tell you that it's a different game. They're like, it's still a Souls game. Yeah. It's, it's all about the mechanics, really. And, mm-hmm. and, and again, like the drapery. Like Sekiro is this ninja game, mm-hmm. whereas the rest of them are kind of European-inspired uh, fantasy games. Yeah. Um, but that being said, as far as the main controversy about should there be like an easy mode on this game, I leave it to the developer. You know, it's, it's not my place to say. Um, I do think that the more accessible your game is, the better. So if it's an option, then it doesn't affect anyone else's gameplay experience. It can still be the same game just with a sort of an easy option. So. I wouldn't be mad if, if From Software decided to start adding an easy mode for people who so want to experience the game but aren't really into it in the, in the same level. But but what is the what is experiencing the game that is not playing these difficult bosses? I mean, I would I would <clears throat> argue that that is experiencing the game. That's but, what I'm saying. But at the same time, you know if. If there is sort of someone who wants to admire that drapery and admire George R. R. Martin's work uh, and not have to grind their character and, you know, worry about learning the specific attack pattern of this boss, you know, why not? Yeah, but in these in these types of games, like how much of the storyline is important and how much of it is just trying to beat these bosses i mean from my experience it's it's the vast majority of it is lore it, it's it's less of like a specific coherent story and more about like the world yeah so mm, i mean it's I, I think it's 50 50 as far as half of it is seeing this incredible creature that you're you're having to kill mm-hmm. and the other half is like reading a scroll and <laughs> You know, seeing maybe a cutscene every once in a while or like fighting a character that you're like, oh, yeah, I heard about that guy. And this is what the context is of it. Mm. So, I don't know. A little bit of both. But, I mean, my, my point is it, it doesn't hurt the game to have an optional 
cheat code, you know? Yeah. So I wouldn't be mad at it. Uh, was it bother me? If I want to play the game as it's intended, then I'll play it. But I don't know. So it seems like a lot of like hardcore uh, FromSoft fans are up in arms about a potential easy mode in those games or people asking for it. Well, you don't have to. Just don't fucking play it. You just don't have to play the game. You don't have to That's play true. it. That's true. No one's forcing you to, to play it. I understand why you'd want to because of all the press, but but I get I get why I I understand why some people would be like these games are built for guys like me, and you're gonna turn around and and they're gonna make a soft they're, they're gonna make a soft or an easy mode for you, and now I have to like every time I have to talk to somebody about this game I have to be like what difficulty are you playing on first and foremost I get that, but it's such a minuscule stupid argument. In the grand scheme of things, especially for a company that's like we're trying to get as many people to play this game as possible. Yeah. I'm sorry that the increased difficult is what gets your dick hard, but we would like to sell this game to yeah to everyone, people. everyone. Yeah. yeah, and I've seen a lot of backlash from hardcore fans like, "Oh no, our indie band has suddenly made it big." Mm. You know, it's just mm. stupid. It's it's stop being exclusionary. It's fine. You it know? does feel weird though that Elder Ring has gotten so much normal quote unquote press mm. than the rest of the games. I don't really understand what that's about. I think it's just been a, a wave crest thing, really. Mm. You know, this, the, the from software has been grinding for years, and you know, the, most recently the the it's not specifically from them, but the remake of. Uh, Demon Souls came mm-hmm. out on PS5 as like an incredible showpiece for how awesome PS5 can look. Yeah. So, uh, not to mention everyone talking about Bloodborne forever and ever and ever. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like they've never not been in the conversation since Demon Souls, really. Hmm? Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, good on them. I hope, I wish them nothing. Uh, more and more people playing their games and good press because they make awesome games not for everybody but you know that's okay but there's quite clearly an audience for all of that shit sure so (laughs) all right let's get this cheers out of the way and then let's get the fuck out of here okay okay all right, LB. What do you got? What is your cheers of the week, my friend? Uh, uh, my cheers of the week is to my IS300. I don't know what that is. My IS300 is my car. <laughs> oh. That is now no longer with us <laughs> going to car heaven going to car heaven carvana they call it carvana <laughs> <laughs> um yes unfortunately my 2004 lexus is 300 um she's got the rod knock as they call it mm. which means she's not long for this world and uh, i'm currently in the market for a new car but while i look for a a, a, a new baby to drive i can't help but Give my praise for the blue bomber that could. My Lexus size 300 manual transmission. First car I learned stick on. Um, she's been faithful. 
and I think she deserves all the praise in the world. Um, I'm going to miss her. Mm. So cheers to my IS 300. Cheers. Ah, beautiful. If that was about a person or a pet or any uh, sentient being. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. My cheers of the week goes to Al Chemist, the alchemist. Mm. Mm. Ah, one of the greatest producers of all time. Yeah. I have, for some reason, I honestly can't put a finger on it have been consuming content regarding the alchemist for the past like week or so mm. vigorously. He did this he did some interview with a podcast that talks about like his his upbringing. I don't even know if it was a podcast, but it was like a it was like 45 minutes long. And he kind of went through his entire career like he started with, you know, uh, Cypress Hill and uh, evidence from dilated peoples and all this shit like Kind of showing where he came from. He used to, he started off as a rapper, and then like DJ Mugs and like all these people were like, you should you know you should transition to you know just making beats, and he started doing that, and then Mugs like was Cypress Hill too, right? Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he he toured with Cypress Hill and uh, shit. I can't remember what the other group was. One of these other white rappers, like fucking Everlast or like Third Base or some bullshit mm-hmm. like that. But anyway. Um, it was fun watching that. And then for some reason, like, you know, I just been listening to a lot of like Alchemist produced stuff, his latest records, uh, Alchemist new album with him continuance, which is really great. Um, and just, I started, you know, I've been trying to like figure out how to, you know, transition my own career into, uh, producing for myself and not having to, not having to worry about other producers or like these no name people on the internet like sending me beats like being able to just do that shit on my own You're i have really my own on those no name people well, sending you beats well on the okay internet. yeah true yeah i did <laughs> i don't mean to shit on those guys because they've uh, given me like some beautiful soundscapes sure to sure. rap over i mean my first i mean all of my projects basically have been just like randos on the internet sending me shit so not to shit on those guys <laughs> Uh, because they deserve, as far as I'm concerned, deserve all the credit in the world. But I would like to get to a point where I would like to be able to produce my own shit and listen to his projects, listening to how he came up, and then watching YouTube videos of his process. I've just been like on this alchemist kick, you know? So just shout out. And also we met him, you know? And I fucking, you know, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but like, what the fuck was I thinking? Why didn't I rap for him? You know, we were a little shy. I was, I yeah. was, I was like, well, you know, uh, he's well, you don't want to bother just, anybody, you know. Yeah, I know, but that's the thing, though, man. You know, if 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 you have to, there has to be a point where you have to go. Even if I'm bothering him, yeah. I have to do this you, just so he yeah. knows you, that I exist. You can't be timid with promotion. Yeah, yeah, and I am, and I think that that's one of my fatal flaws, and I think that's part of the reason why. You know, I haven't been as exposed as I think I could have been or should be, which is that like I'm I am like not just shy about 
you know, showing people my stuff, but like humble to a fault where it's like, ah, I don't want to bother you with this. Yeah, yeah. Because I know you get bothered with this sis, on the on, on, on a daily basis. Yeah. I know somebody's like in your face rapping for you all the time. Yeah. Like how often is somebody going to like pop up in front of you and be like, can I spit a 16 for you? Let me let me introduce an, uh, an idea here, though. OK, I'm listening. You're only doing that out of a place of self-doubt because you're putting yourself in their position and you don't want some bum ass rapper coming up to you spitting wax 16 and essentially making you have to, you know, not hurt their feelings. Yeah. You can't think of yourself in that way, though. Yeah. You have to think of yourself in a way of like they're going to hear this and love it. So mm. if you put yourself in that mind space, you're actually not doing what you think you're doing. Mm. You're not being annoying. You're not putting them out of, you know, uh, out, of, out, of, out of their place or whatever. Mm. Y- you are simply showing them something awesome and they will like it and they will enjoy it. And so therefore, here it is. Here's mm. the stuff, you know. That's tough. Yeah. That's a, that's a, that's a tough way to to look at it uh-huh because you're right the other way that i look at it is like i'm bothering them with some bullshit uh-huh that like they've been bothered with like all day every day right 24 7 right i couldn't imagine being a person who's like in the industry and like other people just like oh my god this is the only opportunity that i'm ever gonna have to meet you mm. can i show you my script or can i like do this right. monologue for you or can i rap for you yeah or can i show you my beat or whatever yeah it's hard for me to look at it like you know they need to hear this mm-hmm. because it's good enough so i don't know if it's good <laughs> <laughs> well therein lies the problem you see you yeah. see yeah you, you gotta build that confidence up yeah and next time you see the alchemist walking in a, f- a fairground you'll you'll be able to go right up to him and go excuse me mister I got something for you. Mr. Chemist. Mr. Chemist. Yes. You need to hear this. This is going to change your life. You can call me Al. (laughs) You can call me Al. Mm -hmm. All right. Anything else before we get out of here? No, I think that's it. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we have to review these beers. So, Obi, please tell me and the people what you thought of the Schneiderweiss Aventinus Weizen Doppelbach. Incredible stuff. Incredible stuff from Schneider Weiss. Um, this one is it, it's it's very flavorful. She's thick, but she thick. Not not like it's not too much. Which you know at an eight point something percent, eight point two percent. That's higher up there, but it's not really aggressive in any way. Um, you get a lot of flavor though. Um, very malty, but again, not overly sweet, mm-hmm. which hit me in all the right places. Um, I'm gonna give it a five. All right, I really, really like it. Fantastic. I think I'm gonna give it a five and a half. Nice. I think I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna go there with it. It's a fantastic beer. The Schneiderweiss Doppelbach. Uh, I mean, Schneiderweiss makes great Hefeweizens, makes mm-hmm. great German, you know, uh, uh, this, uh, this is a German import, but where do they make this? Let's see. 
canned Schneider Weiss, imported Massachusetts. Milton. By Global Beer Network. So it's brewed and canned in Germany. Kelheim. It says German import <clears throat> distributed by Massachusetts, in Massachusetts. So it is a German beer. <clears throat> but what I'm saying is when you get a, a brewing company like this, you know, historic, older brewing companies, you know, you Very have to old. respect you have to respect what they do and yeah. what they've been doing. And sometimes shit that just has just worked for hundreds of years, you just respect that shit. Yeah. And it, you know, Listen, this this podcast isn't perfect, and it's not like we've done every beer. I know we've done over three hundred and something <laughs> so beers. Many, we got so many we've beers. done a lot, <laughs> but we still have a lot of beers to go. We do, we do. And sometimes that's classic beers that people are going, "How have you not done this beer?" Yeah, three hundred and forty something episodes. You still haven't done this beer, and it's like, yeah, because we've been doing other shit. There There's are a lot so of other beers. Yeah. Many, exactly. Let us know. If you have a beer that's a classic, an all-time classic, a six out of six bottle cap. Six for you, out of six. Let us know in the comments. We will find it. Listen, and and Obi says this. I we want to hear six out of sixes. We don't want to hear some, some shit that you're casual about. Right. I want to hear some six out of sixes because we've only given the rare six out of six for a handful of beers. Yeah. So I want to hear some shit that is gonna blow our socks off we won a six out of six this year i, I would love yeah to give something a six out of six did we have one last year i don't remember yeah we did okay, we did. I th- okay. I'm, we'll have to go back through and i'm yeah i'm 90 sure we did a six out of six yeah. last year okay so i want to hear that as it stands this is the closest that we've gotten it's only february technically it's march it's march yeah yeah it's march it's march so it's only the third month of the year but this is the highest that I've given something so far. Five and a half. And you gave it a five. Mm-hmm. So let's see where we go from here. Yeah. Can we get out of here? Let's do it. Well, if Obi says that the show is over. Ober. Ober. <laughs> I don't even know how you can mispronounce that. What else was I going to say? I don't know. Uber? M- Marco. Mark, Mark Bober? Mm-hmm. If Obi says that this show is over, then it is over. My name is Marco Dupa, and that guy right there is Adam Obesius Rodriguez. And this has been the One Beer In podcast for myself, Marco Dupa, for Adam Obesius Rodriguez. Yeah, we don't buddy. want you to forget that. We want you to follow our pages, Marco Dupa, at Obesius, O-B-E-S-I-U-S, Obesius. Yep, you'll find me everywhere. Thank you guys for listening. Drink delicious beer and have a beautiful evening. We love you. <laughs>